Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. This podcast is brought to you by StarCharge, the largest EV charging manufacturer in the world, and is also a provider of residential and commercial battery storage and microgrid solutions. And KimPower, the reliable, quick, and scalable EV charging solutions for everyone and everywhere. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Out of Spec podcast. Thank you so much for plugging in with us today. And a big thank you. It is Valentine's Day when we're recording this, and we are feeling the love. We reached over 10,000 subscribers on YouTube yesterday. And I just got to say, thank you so much. It has been so fun as your host, Francie, to come onto the podcast and just kind of run with it to really get to know the team at Out of Spec and have great conversations like I will with Jordan today, who's joining me on today's show. And it just really means a lot. So thank you for your support. Thank you for contributing to the conversation. Thank you for listening or watching or both. And I hope that we can help you start or end your day with a great an electric episode of the Out of Spec podcast. So Jordan, thanks for hopping on today to help share in the love and support. How are you doing? Yeah, Francie, congrats uh, to 10,000. Here's to 100,000. I'll raise my coffee cup as if I'm cheersing or something. But uh, yeah, lots to cover as always. There's never a shortage of episodes and uh, I'm just uh, pretty thrilled with what you've done so far. I mean, you're just throwing so many things out there and I think they're all great discussion topics, including today's, which is solar yes what's the sun what's the sun all about what are we talking about (laughs) we're talking about the sun well i want to talk about so we're going to talk about a startup that was based in a solar ev that has pivoted but then continue with the question of how can we have solar and electric vehicles how does it work with charging briefly you know how does it work in the actual architecture of evs can you actually have an electric vehicle that's run by solar What is the efficiency in that? So we'll start, I'll tell you about Lightyear. So Lightyear is a Dutch startup. Uh, The goal was to create a solar EV with an extremely efficient design, large solar panels to maximize energy capture, of course. And their specs, theoretically, their theoretical specs were very impressive. They started production actually in late 
2022, and within a few weeks, they had stopped production. And this was at their $250,000 flagship. Their subsidiary that was responsible for manufacturing the flagship vehicle had filed for bankruptcy, so obviously not the best news. And after production stopped, they then focused on their next vehicle. They were like, all right, let's keep going. And this was a under $40,000 solar EV with over five hundred miles of range does that give you pause jordan just hearing that goal yeah um the lofty goals and specs of many cars are something not to be taken too seriously there's a reason kyle doesn't usually take concept cars that seriously because anyone can say we're going to build this we're going to charge this it's going to have a thousand miles of range um which actually i'm looking at aptera when i say that because we'll talk about them later but um lightyear kind of has done the same thing of like well in theory, this is all possible. And that's a big piece of this episode that I think is important to cover is the theoretical of solar versus the reality of solar. Um, and so maybe they look too much at the theory. And the flagship is cool. The light year one or light year zero was cool. Um, we actually had a video of that on out of spec reviews. Our friend Jordan Colson went and covered that for us. And it's a fascinating vehicle, very expensive. And I'm not super surprised that they didn't really keep production going. Um, and then they focused on the light year two, but there's also a light year one. Their, their whole montage of models is confusing, even though zero, one, and two should be very straightforward. Um, we, it's just, it's hard to keep track of sometimes, especially when the first one doesn't really come to market, like mm -hmm. a couple produced. And I think they were actually sold. So a couple people have light year zeros. I could be wrong on that, but my understanding is that they are super rare now, which means they'll probably, unfortunately, keep their price tag. Um, but I don't know if it was really worth the $250,000. It's not uncommon for a car company to start with a flagship to fund the cheaper cars. Tesla's done that. A lot of vehicles do that. But they couldn't really fund them if they stopped production after a few units. And then the subsidiary responsible for manufacturing, the, the vehicle went bankrupt. So just a lot yeah. of bad things happened all at once. Yes. And I think that that comes with being an innovator and trying things for the first time. And I think that pushing these kind of prototypes and minimally viable products forward is how we create awesome advancements in a lot of areas of technology. So definitely think that it's good to try, but it does sometimes come with, you know, some failures and some challenges. So they actually... Earlier this year, 2024, decided to shelve their plans to create their own EV after all that they had been through. They replaced the founding CEO, they got a new CFO, and they pivoted now towards a solar panel development for other vehicles. So it seems like they were like, okay, what can we do? What are we good at? Solar panels on other EVs or vehicles, maybe not just EVs as well. And they have an aim to help ensure that there are the best onboard solar technologies available to everyone. And they have joined German Sona Motors Scion as another failed solar EV startup, which you were saying that you had some experience witnessing. What what did you see with German Sono Motors Scion? <laughs> Fascinating company. Um so me and Kyle were in Germany in Munich when this was unveiled. And so we were at the actual unveiling um, or maybe it was Stuttgart. I can't remember, but <clears throat> yeah, I think it was uh, somewhere in Germany and they unveiled it and it just was a little cringy. It just looked like a, 
a car with solar panels slapped all over the sides and top and which is kind of interesting because that like the sun is not always directly overhead of you so if you do have solar panels all around the car there is a a functional purpose for that so that's kind of cool um but it was pretty ugly people were impressed by the party it was almost like a carnival um but then not very impressed by the car of course no one even got to drive it or anything that i know of it just another failed startup basically um so it's interesting that you know if lightyear is joining sono motors that's like failed failed startup joins failed startup which could work <laughs> if you're missing each other's pieces of puzzles um but it was yeah just not not a very forward thinking um solar ev i don't mm-hmm. think because the, the it, ones that look promising like aptera are like designed as a solar vehicle from the start with like as much um, surface area as possible facing mostly upwards that's true and by uh, by joining them i meant that they've they've both unfortunately had to scrap their ideas of being a an ev startup specifically that makes sense so but not it, necessarily it be, join forces it would, <laughs> it would be, be cool funny if they join forces <laughs> All right, a quick break from today's episode to thank our sponsors, Climate Exchange, for sponsoring today's video. I am excited to share this basically dream of mine for you to possibly win a fully customized electric vehicle while supporting a nonprofit working on climate policy. This is Climate Exchange's eighth raffle, and there's less than a month left to enter, so definitely hop on this. Other online raffles might give you a few vehicle options, but nowhere close to this one. Their grand prize winner can choose any fully customized EV worth up to $112,000. This is the price of a fully loaded Tesla Model X Plaid. So if a car on our show, any of the out-of-spec channels has caught your eye, now is your chance to drive home in it. Plus, they make the process really easy. They cover all the taxes, they pay for home charging, and they'll work with you to design and order your dream car. Plus, they also have cash prizes, so you can take home possibly two, three, five, or $10,000. Tickets have sold out for the past three years, so definitely don't miss out on getting yours right away. No matter what, your purchase is going towards a great cause. Climate Exchange is a nonprofit, and they're working very hard to help states pass policies that fight climate change, something that I take very seriously. That's the whole reason they're running this raffle. They know that EVs play a key role in reducing pollution and the proceeds from this raffle help fund their important work. You can buy tickets at www.carbonraffle.org or just go to the show notes and click the link in the description. Sales end on February 27th and the winners will be drawn on February 29th. And now back to the show. Yeah. And I mean, what you're talking about that would be quite the story. And speaking of stories, this made me think of something that I read, and it's the story of Jeff Karpoff, Karpoff which um, the Atlantic has a great story about him. But basically, he was this guy who ended up being a huge con man that said, hey, I'm going to make these trailers that use solar power and store it so you can have like this solar generator. But definitely read that story. It seems that solar, there's so much potential there, and people are going after it, you know, for better or for worse, and really trying it because to harvest this energy there's so much we can do with it but doing so obviously is quite hard so i don't want to bash light year for trying it's challenging of course they didn't deliver vehicles but there's still potential with their technologies so i think it's important to like i said encourage these endeavors and without people going forward like this we wouldn't have tesla we wouldn't have rivian lucid without the people who can dream and push and get the funding behind it and deliver something really cool but this is also why we don't tend to focus too much, like you said, on the concept vehicles, especially from startups, because we want to see what really gets out on the roads and what is actually quite successful large scale. 
So I would like to talk a little bit about the ways that we are using solar in the EV space, because I know that we can see sometimes EV chargers with solar canopies above them. Those really aren't powering your vehicle. They are not powering the chargers. It takes a lot of solar energy to power an EV. For instance, please check out the Out of Spec podcast where we interviewed uh, the solar cannonball experience, the slowest solar cannonball. And to do that, he had to use 30 by 30 feet of solar panels for three days to charge up his Tesla Model Y. So that just tells you a bit of like how much energy you need to actually fill up an EV battery. But there are some other examples that are using solar. And I kind of wonder why a little bit, but one of them you did get to spend some time with, right, Jordan? That was the Toyota Prius Prime. That's correct. So Toyota Prius is one of the you know, Prius in general is a fascinating car because it really did spearhead what we think of as hybrid technology. It wasn't necessarily the first or the inventor of it, but it was the first mass market, obviously successful one. Now, back in 2011 with the third gen Prius, they had a solar panel or a solar roof as an option on that, which was super cool. I actually have a 2010 Prius, same generation, um, did not have a solar roof. And I was so bummed because I thought it was so cool until I realized how basically useless it was. Now, that was 15 years ago technology. Now, the brand new Toyota Prius Prime, the one that everyone's like shocked at how good it looks, um, has a solar roof option. The one we had as a press car had a solar roof, which was awesome. Me and Ryan got to spend some time with it and Max. Um, and it's, I don't know, I guess awesome as like a talking point. I made like a fun TikTok with it. Like it was like, oh, this is kind of cool. People are like, oh, cool, solar roof. But, and they're like, does that, does your car run off that? And I was like, well, um, there's a brewery in my neighborhood and I could probably do one round trip to that brewery each day. And that brewery is one mile away. So (laughs) (laughs) here's the thing. Um, it it was not, it was not the whole top of the car. You know, it was just the roof itself where you would usually see like a glass roof on a Tesla. It's just, this was a solar glass roof. Um, and so you'd get maybe 185 watts peak. That's what they advertise. But in real conditions, I was getting like 85, maybe 100 watts of solar, which is really not very much. Um, and you can charge the car while parked, charge up the onboard battery because it is prime, which means plug-in hybrid. Um, and it can power some of the auxiliary functions. And that's mostly what solar roofs on cars do. Kind of like the solar canopy on a, on a charger, it's usually powering like the lights and maybe giving a little bit of energy back to the grid. It's not actually charging the car. This can charge the car, but so minimally that it almost doesn't really count. This will run like the AC or the fans while driving. Um, and then while parked, it can charge the car up to three to four miles per day is what they claim. Um, both mine and motor trends testing found about two to three miles per day, if that. Now, interesting fact, this solar roof is a $610 option, and Mm. the amount of sun or energy uh, needed to pay for this option itself would take somewhere between 5 and 10 years. It's hard to gauge, but a lot of people park their cars in the garage or even, you know, overnight under trees. Like, it's not really doing much most of the time. And so, it would, yeah, 5 to 10 years to pay for the $600 option. It's just kind of funny. (laughs) I mean, $610 for a solar 
panel roof that did more than it does, I would definitely consider. But I, I feel like it doesn't, it really doesn't provide that much value. I mean, what do you think? Is is two to three months, or is it just kind of a cool thing? Like I have solar panel on my roof. It's, I think it's just a cool thing. Like it is kind of a gimmick, um, but it gamifies the experience, which I think is interesting. I think whatever you can do to make your car and driving more interesting, like it was fun to get into the car on a very sunny day, like we have here in Colorado. And it was like, here's how much energy you gain. And I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Like I got like 2% of the battery. That's awesome. Um, or I mean, actually it could be like 5%. So this is a small battery. So like that little wattage will still do something on a smaller battery. That's a different story. If it's like a battery 12 times the size and like a bigger Tesla or something. So that, that's a little bit. Or VF8. (laughs) And so it's just, I don't know. There's so many factors that play into it to make it, you know, there are people I'm sure that would be like, look at me commuting in my Prius on the sun and their commute Mm -hmm. is one mile. And that's freaking awesome. Like, and I bet they gamify it and that's super fun. Um, And then, you know, we're probably gonna talk about Fisker ocean, which does the same thing. They have a solar sky option. And Mm -hmm. that's also, you know, they, they usually make the claim of like, the bigger number, like 1,500 to 2,000 miles per day. But if you dumb that down, it's four to five days per year, which is about the same as the Prius. A little bit more, maybe, but it's also a bigger roof, which totally makes sense. But it's only available on the most expensive extreme trim. And I feel like the people who might care about it more are maybe the ones who are being extremely eco-conscious and maybe don't want the most expensive trim. They're just like, I want to have as much efficiency in my EV as possible. So... I I don't know. I, I'd love to do more testing with the Fisker Ocean. That's that's what I can say about that. Yes, I, I think so too. And it's interesting to see that Fisker would throw that on. I feel like it is an added fun aspect, perhaps. I mean, if you could really get four to five miles a day, that can make a difference, but it all depends on your circumstance. So maybe if you're in really sunny Colorado, 300 days of sun, like you were saying, that makes a difference. Uh, but it seems like if you're really going to go for making a huge impact with how you get around and how much energy you get from these things like Aptera, which are a totally different take on electric vehicles, comes about where Aptera, if you haven't heard of them, they're an all-solar startup EV company. They are similar to Lightyear, but also different because, like you were saying, they are just absolutely ground-up solar as efficient as possible. They have 700 watt solar cells, the extremely efficient design that just, it looks like a a water drop just running through the air, except sideways. And they claim 40 miles of range per day, which is a lot more than your two mile trip to the brewery and back. And they also have other pretty high figures about 10 miles per kilowatt hour. I mean, we were seeing two to three for two to three to four for the Tesla model Y. And then the VF8 on our road trip. So a whole lot more efficient and then also in a thousand mile range. And I've been hearing about the Aptera for a while that they want to build an EV that is entirely powered by solar. And they, you know, they're still not exactly on the road, but people are really, really excited about these and have more and more faith that they're going to be out. They just raised $33 million to fund the initial production late this year or early next year. And they also have initial deliveries coming late this year, early this year, that they've said since 2020. But 
we're still waiting. Have you seen things with Aptera that you've that have made you more confident that they're going to be able to deliver a fully solar powered EV that has this kind of range and efficiency? They have a very impressive uh, stature on social media, I think. They're very transparent. They do a lot of videos. They get the car in people's hands. like, <clears throat> And again, they're pre-production prototype cars. Um, maybe not even production intent yet. And my friend Forrest has reviewed them a couple times. Like a, a bunch of people have tried these cars in their early stages and made the claims we kind of expected. Like, yeah, this is a little bit um, not ready at all for production, but some of the technology seems pretty solid and like it was engaging to drive. Um, Donut media did a video recently with a more production ready one, like stylistically and then a more production ready one engineering wise. So it had like almost nothing like panels wise. It was just like, here's all the motors and stuff. They're hub motors, three motors. Um, and so all wheel drive is actually three wheel drive, which is kind of funny, but I am waiting with bated breath on this company. I think it's awesome. I was actually like a fan of Elio back in the day, which is a hilarious story that never really like, a company that just kept saying it'll exist and it didn't really exist. Um, Aptera seems to be doing a lot of things better than Elio and the funding seems solid. I mean, it's really hard to say there's even people who, who are saying now like, Oh, Luz is not going to make it like, well, Funding is way more complicated than a lot of people realize it is. And so you usually do start in the red when you're a company, especially a startup. So Aptera is fa is chasing these exact numbers of like 100 watt hours per mile. So 10 miles per kilowatt hour. So that almost like three times more efficient than a Tesla, at least twice as efficient, four times. It just depends. And then their thousand mile range is all coming from their goals of 10 miles per kilowatt hour and also their goals of like 40 miles of solar per day means four kilowatt hours of energy gained per day which these are all maybe lofty goals but honestly they could do it i mean there's a lot of variation solar panels there's different efficiency levels with solar panels um and if aptera has three square meters of solar on the car that's pretty impressive so I, I I could I could see it doing their claims, but I don't think it will. But it may also not be that far off. And anything, I mean, all their claims are like twice as good as anything else. So if they're, all their claims are half as what they claim, like 500 miles of range, only five miles per kilowatt hour, those are still better than like anything else. So I'd be happy if they're half as good as it says it is. That's a good point. You know, even if they do half what they're doing, it would be really impressive. So I'm I'm excited to just keep watching them because they have stayed at what they're doing for years now and haven't, you know, scrapped the idea and figured out how to bring their experience elsewhere. And it's it's pretty hard because I think creating an electric vehicle that runs fully on solar power is just difficult because of the nature of that renewable energy source. It's intermittent uh, and you need to store it, which usually means you need a heavy battery. But if you need a heavy battery, then that affects efficiency. So I really see this as an interesting feat. Would love to see it succeed in one way or the other to have solar powered transportation. But when I see and think about electric vehicles and solar, what I really think about is microgrids at your home or at office spaces that charge up batteries over time, like external batteries, not in an EV, and you're able to store that energy and use it elsewhere. Uh, when I think of solar panels over EV fast charging locations or even over parking lots, it's a great amenity. They can provide shade, but 
that usually, I mean, it could charge up a battery somewhere, but it's usually probably sold back to the grid. It's some sort of incentive there, which is great too. I think taking advantage of renewable energy sources is always great and we should do more of it, but it all, it can always power your car. Yeah. So it's, it's a great, a great thing to go after. What do you think? I, I will say I like Aptera's approach heavily because they're kind of taking a lucid approach where it's like, how efficient can we get it? And, you know, a lot of people when they're saying, oh, let's get more range, it's just throwing more batteries at the problem, <laughs> which just mm-hmm. introduces issues. I mean, eventually you just end up with a Hummer EV that weighs over 9,000 pounds with a battery pack that weighs more than my entire Miata, my car. So uh, I like Aptera's approach of how can we simplify, you know, the, the whole um, premise of Lotus, the company, is simplify, add lightness, which is kind of ironic that they're building an EV SUV now, but Hey, you got to keep uh, keep the budget. Gotta pivot sometimes. Got to pivot. Keep the budget somehow. People buy EV SUVs, so it makes sense. But yeah. speaking of EV SUVs, like I can't wait to try the Fisker Ocean. What's fascinating is the Fisker Karma. It's like loosely predecessor from back in the day. Also had a solar roof, but it was the same premise of the Prius, where it powered auxiliary functions. Then the Fisker Karma went out of business. Then the company Karma bought like the plans and made the Karma Rivera, which also has a solar roof. And that actually does power the car, kind of like the Fisker mm-hmm. Ocean. There's kind of a weird love triangle happening there of, of design yeah. and, and it's all kind of related companies. So I like seeing people try these things out. And even I think it was Lightyear or I can't remember who it was, but putting solar on semi trucks like that, that type of surface area can actually make a difference. Um, especially if you're a semi-truck traveling at speed on a highway, you're already at speed. You could have the electric system kick in or just assist the diesel system. And any sort of efficiency makes a big difference over those huge trucking miles. So there are definitely uses for solar, and I'm excited to see it. Yes, I agree. And uh, the episode I have with the the solar cannonball with Joe Cleaver, which I'll link in the show notes, is interesting too because... I mean, the the amount of surface area he needed to power it, but also how solar panels have become more efficient and uh, less expensive over time. So watching that technology develop to see, okay, how can we have easier maintenance with these, more affordability so that they can be implemented more widespread is great. And thinking of all the surface areas in the world that we could cover with solar panels uh, is, is definitely exciting. Love to see startups in this space. And yeah, I like your approach to Jordan. You know, there's always a way we can get more efficient that we just haven't. Maybe it's because it takes more work. The cost benefit wasn't there quite yet, but I think we're definitely moving there in this world. Yep. Yeah. I would love to see what our audience thinks about solar and EVs. Do you think it's just a, a funny add-on? Do you think do you actually see the added benefit? Would it convince you to buy an electric vehicle if you would could add on a solar panel roof in one way or another? Do you want to do a Solar cannonball. Well, it you know, spoiler alert. It took him, I think, fifty-seven days or something, <laughs> which is far longer than than Joe anticipated. But it was a, you know an adventure of a lifetime. But let us know how do you appreciate solar in the electric vehicle world. Would love to hear it in the comments. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you again for ten thousand subscribers. It means a whole lot. Shows us that we're doing something right. So thank you for tuning in. We will continue to charge you up with electric topics on the out of spec podcast. Thanks Jordan for hopping on today as well. Anytime. Anytime. 
All right, y'all have a wonderful rest of your day and we will see you next time on the next Out of Spec podcast. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.